What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raf, Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again. This is the drive on 93.7 ticket. It is Friday. Yesterday, Coach Matt Rule and the boys got on the podium and the stage and talked some Nebraska Husker football. We're close now. We got one, two, three sleeps and then a practice. We got meet or photo fan photo day on Sunday at the yep. Hawks the Hawk Center. Yeah, the Hawk Center. It's on now. Get the pads oh, yeah. out. Get the helmets out. Let's go. We are uh, we are full fall camp mode right now, Raph. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I Oof. guess, has your opinion on anything changed after we heard the guys talk yesterday? Um. Huh. No, I think I'm right where I'm, I'm right where I'm at still. Okay. I'm still the same. I mean, it's good to hear, you know, all the work they've done this summer. I, I like hearing that. Um, enjoyed Coach Rule talking about their earning the respect, which I guess I was sort of talking about as we were going to commercial. We got to get that respect back. Yeah. And then once we get the respect back, then we can look at, you know, teams fearing us again. I mean, that's down the road, but you got to start somewhere. So I, I will be honest. I uh, took that respect comment somewhat with a grain of salt. Um, I, right when he said it, I thought, okay, cool. Like that, that's, that's good. Like he just thought about that on the spot. Unfortunately though, everywhere he's went yesterday and everybody he talked to yesterday, 
that was like his quote, right? Unfortunately, yeah. like you heard it, he said it on the podium. He figured out a way to like get it into the po- into the speech on the podium. Uh, if you listen, I mean, there's. Uh, I hope you didn't listen, but there were other radio interviews that he did yesterday, and and you know, newspaper publication interviews that he did, where he said the same quote. Unfortunately, and so I hope it's authentic, right? I hope it's true, and we won't find out if it's authentic and true up until you know, in le- until December of this year when we're talking back about the Nebraska football record and how the season went. Yeah, no, it's it's just, I mean, it goes back. I mean, I think, you know, Coach Rule, he enjoyed his, enjoyed his time there yesterday. The players enjoyed their time. Yeah. But until kickoff on Thursday night in Minneapolis, we just don't know what, you know, what to expect. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that everything that they talked about yesterday can come to fruition. But until you see it out on the field, you just don't know. Well, and so I mean that's that's the thing. I, I think um maybe this is something that Husker fans can somewhat hang their hat on about the staff and about what it feels like this roster and obviously those three guys that we talked to yesterday and heard from, they were kind of speaking for the team over the course of Big Ten Media Days. Um but I'll tell you one thing that I think Nebraska fans can kind of hang their hat on and put in their back pocket. I think the mentality is a little different for this Husker team like than in years past. I think I think this this team right now has the right mentality when it's it's listen, we cannot uh, something that Matt Rule said yesterday that I kind of was like I, I kind of opened my eyes that I did appreciate was he said why would we write something on the wall and not abide by it? And what the thing he mentioned was the day by day thing. And basically, in a way, saying, why would we put day by day on the wall and talk about it and think about it and look at it and, and hit a horseshoe every day, but then not act upon it and not look at day by day, go day by day. Don't worry about me. like I feel like there's the there's been a shift in mentality and just the way that they approach their day to day work, which frankly is a positive over maybe what, what was going on last year. Yeah, no, I I believe that also. I I I also like too that he kind of hints a little. Did you feel that he hints a little bit that maybe Nebraska can be better than what everyone's expecting this year? Yeah. Well, I think when he kind of said maybe they can fear us by the end of the year in one of his interviews, I, I heard that and I was like, but I it just it's just that thing you just can't get you just can't get ahead of yourself and you can't. It's like. You don't want to put yourself in that. You want to see it. And like, that's, that is the key thing. But I also like, I don't think that the end all be all is not the first quarter of the Minnesota game. I'd, I'd heard that some talk about that. I don't think that you're going to know what Nebraska football is just after one quarter of play at, at, at Minnesota. It, it's, I think it's a one or two, it's a two, maybe a two or three game process to see, you know, where we're going to be sitting at as a football team this year. Now, now, one thing I do think that you can gather from the Minnesota game is preparation, right? Like, I think you looked at last year, and one guy's preparation that you never had to worry about was Casey Thompson. You never had to worry yeah. about that guy not being prepared for a game. 
Number one, because he would tell anybody and everybody uh, the, the full scouting report on that week's opponent. But maybe w- within the other parts of the team and the coaching staff, sometimes there were maybe some some less than ideal preparation being made, right? Yeah. And so I think there's that's something that you might be able to check out and, and gather in the Minnesota game. Um, specifically, I mean, even the first half of the Minnesota game, you can kind of you can kind of gather. All right, how's this staff going to start today? Are they going to start conservative and then start to open it up? Are they going to try to take a couple shots right off the bat? Are they going? You can see kind of in a way, um, and and I think you'll be able to find you'll be able to find that out because the staff has so much confidence in their approach and in their plan yeah. that they're going to say we're just going to do what we want to do. And this is who we are all season long. Like, obviously, I think yeah. there's going to be, a, you know, adapting going on throughout the year. But I feel like also part of it's like, this is, we always throw around the cliche term identity. But like, this is our identity. This is who we're going to be. Yep. And if you're a Nebraska fan, that's something that you've been starving for. You've been starving for this Nebraska mentality of, this is what we're going to do. Try to stop us. We're confident in it because we know you can't stop us. That's something that Nebraska yep. fans have been starving for, so you can't yep. get mad at that identity or that. that yeah, you got it. Physical football. I mean, that's that's ingrained in Nebraska. That's what they they got to get back to. I like I like also um, just the um, the unity of the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Piper's like I would choose <laughs> Coach Rayola before you, <laughs> Coach Rule. I mean, it was jokingly, but. That that when you look back at some of the great Nebraska lines of the past, the unity that they had and the friendship and the brother the brotherhood that they have. I mean, you look back today, or you can go back to 1983, 84. Um, Mark Mark Harry Griminger, Dean Steinkohler, they're still like the best of friends. And that's that's what I think when you have that brotherhood and you and you and you have that, that's what makes the best offensive lines. And it seems like that they're really promoting that. Um, the love that they have for their coach. I mean, once again, you can't, you know, draw any conclusions till you see anything, but it reminds you of of yesteryear that the relationship that they had with Coach Tenniper. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like seeing that. I like seeing the receivers. It looks like the receivers are at Garrett McGuire's house a ton, you know. Yeah. He's got a pretty sweet view. I I think maybe if he's listening, he needs to invite us over some night so we can check out that view he has off his deck. So. Yes, I, I, I just think now, once again, these are all everything we're speaking of is is just off season glitz and glam, right? Exactly. And, exactly. And stuff. Um and this is kind of what Nebraska's been through even even into the, the later years of Scott Frost and stuff, where it was just like, all right, every off season there's great stories. Um, but tell us how it's going to look different. Like explain, show us how it's going to look different than in yep. years past. I I think now that now that Big Ten Media Days has concluded, Raf, I am more excited. I think for the start of fall camp and the start of of being able to go watch practices and to go to to you know go watch games and watch tape than I think I have been in, in quite a while. In quite a while. Number one, because yeah. of something that you said earlier to where you feel like he's pretty confident in their ability to to be better than maybe a lot of people feel. I think the schedule lines up somewhat favorable for the Huskers. 
Um, I mean, you're getting a a new quarter, and, and same teams can say the same thing about Nebraska. You're getting a new, a, a fairly new quarterback week one against Minnesota. You're getting somebody that was their third string running back last year because they graduated their experienced running back and then their backup transferred. You're getting. Um, so you have to face, yes, a wide receiver who's going into his seventh year of Chris Ottman Bell, but I also look at that as that's somebody that you have plenty of tape on from years past. And then you just have, you have to shut down their, their be- they're probably the best tight end in the Big Ten Conference in Brevin Spanford. But this Minnesota team, as every team on Nebraska's schedule, is beatable. And oh, yeah. you, you have to figure out a way maybe to come out of the gates firing. And if Nebraska can put a real competent and fundamental football game together, there's no reason Nebraska can't find themselves in the thick of it in the Big Ten Conference. I just think maybe Husker fans are so inclined to doubt, and understandably so, that we're sitting here at the beginning of the year going, ah, Nebraska's going 4-8. I see another 4-8, second-to-last spot in the Big Ten Conference. I'm excited. I'll be honest. I'm excited too to see Jeff Sims play. I mean, I suppose yeah. that's that is a solid 230 pounds of. I mean, I don't know how they're planning on using him, like how many carries they're wanting to get him in the game, but I think under the right circumstances, I think Jeff Sims can be successful. I I know that people look back at oh well Georgia Tech his completion percentage and he had some turnovers and stuff like that, but that's where I, that's where you know why we have, you know, Coach Satterfield and we have we have those coaches there, you know, to coach that out of him. So and I think you can put you can put him in the situations. I I continually go back. It's like the running game will be it'll be huge. And I think that this I think this offensive line, I think that they're 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 they'll be strong they'll be a strong rushing team, I believe. Just I think that they were a I from last year I thought there were better run blockers than pass blockers. So I would assume that that would carry over some. So it, it's just a matter. You just can't, you just don't want to, you know, get. And a lot of it is going to be like we talked about the first game, penalties and stuff like that. A lot of the times Nebraska would be sitting first and 15 every possession. And then even if you have. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details have a four yard carry you're still second and long so then you're you're looking at oh well now we we're you're you're forcing us to throw the ball the key thing is first down you know get that four or five yards you get that man that it can you can be successful now what what's crazy um is that what you talk about penalties and you talk about fundamental football um i i think obviously that's going to be important every single game but Nebraska I don't know how explosive this offense will be like I I don't I don't know if like you look at last year I don't know if they have a Trey Palmer on the field to where he can stretch the field so easily 
I, like may, maybe they do. They have potential in like Xavier yeah. Betts and I was just gonna bring him up. But like they have potential, and we saw it last year with like Isaiah Garcia Castaneda in the in the very short time that he was with Nebraska and in the Northwestern game. But I don't know if they have the 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 guys on the perimeter and like obviously the true freshmen. There's a lot of fast true freshmen, but there's a lot that yeah. goes into it. Like last year, there was the whole meme of like screw it or bleep it. Trey Palmer's down there somewhere, right? And yep. Casey was able just to kind of chuck it down the field and go throw it to him. I don't know though if Nebraska number one has that on offense, and I don't know if number two they want that on offense. I, I think they they want that to a certain extent, but I also feel like there's going to be a lot of just traditional like quick slants, let them get the get the ball, you know, get an eight yard route, and let them do the rest of the work. And so, in my eyes, that makes the discipline especially on offense with holding penalties with false starts, just that much more important. Cause I'll never forget back in 2021, Nebraska at Oklahoma, Nebraska, it was like, all right, Oklahoma goes down. They score a field goal. Like the, the officials missed a, a wide open offensive pass interference on Drake Stoops on Bob Stoops, son ends up Oklahoma ends up scoring a touchdown or scoring some points on the first possession. Nebraska, their first possession of the game, it's a it's a nice weather, nice day in Norman, and the first snap of the game, they get a false start penalty. Second yep. snap of the game, false start penalty, right? So you're before you even snap the ball once, you were at first and 20. And yeah. you sit there and go, you it's hard for any offense, nonetheless yeah. Nebraska's that if they don't have the flashy playmakers like a Trey, I mean, think about all the times that Trey Palmer bailed Nebraska out last year. Yeah, there was a lot of times. And it's and it's 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 crucial. Like it 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 sounds so crazy, but first and fifteen is just it's not it's not the way to play football. Yeah, and if you get it to that second and five and second and four, where where the defense doesn't know it's automatically going to be a pass. Yeah, then you're, you're you'll see your big plays happen. I think Nebraska has. They have that. They have players' capabilities for big plays. I think, like Jeff Sims, for instance, him running the ball. There's a chance for big plays there. The problem is, is if he's sitting back at third and long, it, you you take that out of his hands. But it's it's so crucial. It's so like, I just hope. I I you know I'd assume that when practice starts, they'll probably have the the pushups going on for false starts. That I'm sure there'll be something you know to. It's just it's just a matter of like just playing smart football. If you play smart football, yeah. that's going to open up so many other avenues for the Nebraska offense. Well, I think um, we, I mean just just to kind of give a, a hypothetical scenario, what just to bounce off of what you just said, Raf. I mean, you you think of it this way: if Nebraska starts first and fifteen, and they want to run this ball on first down, you know, 75% of the time that on first down it's going to be a run play or whatever. And it's probably not going to be that much of a lopsided percentage. But run the ball on first down. All right, Anthony Grant, he can get three yards, but second and 12 is a lot different than second and seven. Second and 12, you're sitting there going, well, do we really want to run the ball when our guy's averaging three yards per carry? or and, And then get us into a third and nine where it's an obvious pass situation? Or do we want to pass it where pretty much analytics would say that on second and 12, a lot of the times you're probably going to pass it. Yeah. Well, well, on second and six or second and seven, 
you can afford a three or four yard carry on second down because then it's third and real manageable and the playbook is wide open. Yeah, and, and, and it builds you know it builds confidence for your quarterback also. Yeah. Well, it's it's asking your quarterback to not have to do so much. Right, yeah. you're you're not needing a thir- a, a long a long gain or or a medium sized gain on second down, right? And so, I mean, think about how many times in the Big Ten Conference, and, and it's, I mean, so right now they're on our TVs in the studio. There's a replay on the Big Ten Network of Purdue and Illinois, and we're I, I, Illinois from last season. I just watched a sequence where it was Chase Brown, and and Nebraska might not have a Chase Brown on their team, and that's fine, but Chase Brown. Three yards, three yards, five yards. Three yep. yards, four yards, six yards, right? Yep. This just over and over, eventually, once as, as we have the conversation every single year, if you establish the run and you stick with it despite just the three- and four-yard gains, right? Well, here's the thing. If you're averaging four yards a carry and you do that three first straight down. plays, that's a first down. Yep, first and, down. It opens up, and it opens up play action, and that's – yes. That's what I want is I want to see Sims in. I want to see him, you know, with the opportunity for play action. I, I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to get him on the edge. Take, you know, we've seen it last year. I mean, I Casey, Casey Thompson was a warrior last year, and he he played he played great. But when it was in a, just a, a a passing situation, it it's hard it's harder on the quarterbacks. You got you got more more the coverage schemes are different you got more pressure coming it's just it's just so crucial you know that and i just i really believe that that you know coach rayola and the squad that he's got down there i i think the number one priority down there should be you know to be the most physical rushing team that you possibly can be um if we're sitting back there i've said it before if we're sitting back there in four and five wide and it's first down and 15 and stuff like that, that, that's not a good look for Nebraska. We don't want to be in that. We don't want to be there. But if you if you can get that running game going, it just opens up so much. And the tight ends, the tight ends are always going to be there. It's just a matter of using them properly also. And the tight ends could be big in the play-action game, right, on those third and three bootlegs or on those third and short bootlegs, right? Those yeah. tight ends could be could be crucial, especially once you're near the goal line as well, right? Um, now, I think I think simply put, and I don't mean this blunt, Jeff Sims is going to have to improve his overall game from what he had at Georgia Tech. That's yep, just- and I think I think I think a lot of that I think a lot of that will lie with the coaches also, and putting them in situations. Mm-hmm. Um, if they put them in the right, if they can put them in the right situations, it goes to you know eliminating the penalties. So that that's yep. on the team there, but play calling, you know, put put him. Put them in, like, don't call stuff just to call stuff. It just felt like the past, oh, man, five, six, seven years, it just felt like sometimes the play calling, and I know it's I know it's crazy to always hearken back to the days of old, but one of the great things that Tom Osborne was so good at was setting things up. Sometimes you give away a play to set something up for, you know, something on the next series. And I, I'm I'm excited to see what Coach Satterfield, how his play calling tendencies go for him. It, it's how how he you know how he plays it out. That's so I'm I'm, I'm excited to see how how that 
how that goes. And I think that's something you will see in the first game where you're going to be able to see his tendencies. But I, but when you've got, it, as crazy as it sounds too, when you've got one of the greatest college football offensive minds in the history of college football that's living in your town, I've got to think that, you know, Coach Satterfield has sat down with Coach Osborne and just sort of picked his brain a little bit. I mean, you, you've got, when you've got basically the mastermind, you've, you've, got, you've got to pick his brain a little bit. I just think that um, back to something I was saying earlier regarding that, um, and this ties into the play calling side of things. Like over and over, Nebraska asked whatever thoughts you have of Adrian. Over and over, they asked him to be something that he wasn't. Right. Exactly. And they changed him. They changed his body multiple times, and and put him into positions where you you had to be Superman, if you will. Casey, somewhat similar, not as much, but somewhat similar. Nebraska also on their fourth offensive coordinator in five years. So it's, yep. been, it's been hard to, to somewhat get a rhythm. People forget that Nebraska is, once again, on their fourth offensive coordinator in five years. Um, so I, I guess part of it is Jeff Sims is going to have to have a, a, a much improved year over his Georgia Tech career. Yep. Um, and part of that is that there is an established running game and that there is there are playmakers that make it easier for Jeff Sims. And that, frankly, the defense handles their own, right? Because it's felt yeah. like over the last few years, one of the groups on one of the weeks will pick it up. And on, and that, week, on that week, the other side will let them down. And it'll be vice versa the following week. Yep. And and other than the defense, really, towards the end of the last year, but then it's just the consistent play on offense just hasn't been there. And yep. I think I think there's been a lot of you're asking your quarterback to do a lot. And frankly, Raph, I'm nervous to ask Jeff Sims to do a lot. Not because I don't, I not because I think he can't handle it, yeah. But because I am terrified to see what happens if Jeff Sims gets hurt. Yeah. And, and, and I don't, I don't, you don't have to do that. And it, it just goes back. It just, it all goes back to, I know we've not seen nothing on the field yet. So it's hard to, you know, make opinions and say this, but one thing that, that I like from coach rule and the staff is I felt like since they've been here, that they've had a plan and they followed that plan. So it's got to make me think that that's, they have a plan for the way they're going to run these football games and play calling. And so I think if they follow their plans, I, I, I see success for Jeff Sims, but, I, but it goes again, if you get off, if you get off schedule and then, then, then there's trouble, trouble at hand. So, and, and that's, and that me being terrified for if Jeff Sims gets hurt. And this is the last thing, cause we're running a little bit late. Um, that, that mindset of like terrified if Jeff Sims gets hurt, that's coming from a, a fan's perspective, I think. But yeah. you know darn well, and, and rightfully so, this coaching staff can't operate in that mindset. They can't operate in this mindset of we can't let our quarterback get hurt. But as a fan, you it's tough for me to sit here and say, yeah. yeah, you know what? I have just as much confidence in the guys behind him as I do in Jeff Sims. I also don't know how much confidence, whether it's a lot or whether it's a little. I, I'm not sure what to make of Jeff Sims because I think for Nebraska to get to where they want to be this season – they're going to need Jeff Sims to have a, a much better year than what he's shown at Georgia Tech. 
and that relies a lot, as we've talked about, on play calling on other parts of of the roster as well that are out of Jeff Sims' control. Well, he's he's definitely got he's definitely got the abilities, the size, the arm strength. 100%. I mean, I'd be I'd be more than happy for it to coach him on my team any day. All right, well, we'll send her to break. This is the drive, ninety-three point seven. The ticket. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.